Today, we're looking at session three, act with courage. Act with courage. And as usual, we begin with question one. And that is, who comes to mind when you think of persistence? Athletes. Athletes. Any particular person that comes to mind when you think of... Shawnee huh? Miller. Okay. All right. Persistence. She's a symbol of persistence. Uh, someone who's always going at it, never giving up. Anyone else? Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Yes. Sharks. Sharks? Sharks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sharks. Huh? Movie directors. Movie directors. Okay. I think of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul. Okay. You know, sharks are in their own domain. You know? Yeah. That's their home. Yeah. <laughs> we're invading them. Uh, yeah, we, we, we invade their but still, territory. When they come to the shore, though, they're invading us. But then, of course, no, we're still in there. Okay, <laughs> let's look at Bible meets life. But still, that's not where they're supposed to be. Bible meets life. Oh, okay. <laughs> if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. We've all heard that cliche, but let's admit that it can be pretty discouraging when one failure follows another, and all doors seem to slam before us. <laughs> Many people surrender to the discouragement and move on to other pursuits. Go ahead. But some keep going, no matter what. Consider. Michael Jordan was cut from his high school basketball team. Steven Spielberg was rejected by a film school three times. Mm -hmm. Walt Disney was fired from a newspaper for having no imagination. He then started several business, business ventures that all failed. Elvis Presley was fired after his first performance and told, not, told to go back to driving a truck. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> Even when we overcome an initial failure, challenges can arise. Discouragement can knock us down again and again, like waves in the ocean. King Asa gave us an example of courage in the face of challenge. He knew he, he would have to continue the good work he was doing for the people to remain focused on God. When challenges persisted, he persisted more. Okay. Imagine the persons who dealt with all these uh, movie people, these uh, famous people. Yeah. Michael Jordan, cut from a basketball team. Um, I wonder what his coach who cut him would be thinking right now. Uh -huh. oh. You know, uh, and then we look at what uh, he became. Yeah, and then Steven Spielberg, rejected from film school not once, not twice, yeah. three, three times. Okay. Wow, I'd like to see, think of what that person who rejected him, those persons who rejected him are thinking now. And then Walt Disney. Fired for having no imagination. Wow. Can you imagine that? Well, he has no imagination. The, the whole world of Walt Disney is, is about imagination. That's right. Wow, wow it's, it's amazing. Elvis. Uh, Elvis Presley. Mm -hmm. Fired after his first performance. <laughs> wow. Told, told, him, told him to go back to driving a truck. Wow. <laughs> he must have been bad. <laughs> I go on now. Yeah. Wow. Um, Brother Randy, mm -hmm. there was a program I was watching also, and um, uh, 
they were talking about a little boy. It was Joel Osteen's program, and um, he was saying that a little boy had gone to school, and the teacher kept saying he'll never amount to anything. Mm-hmm. And um, he got so upset, he went home, and his dad told him, "Don't believe that what you've heard. Just if if you want to do something, put it in your mind, and you keep it in your mind, and you will do it." So to write it down on a piece of paper, put it in his dresser drawer, yeah, and yeah. always think about it, and you will do what you set your mind to do. Anyway, he said later on, says after all that, what the teachers have been saying and everything. Says this person is none other than Steve Harvey. The Steve Harvey, the, the <laughs> <laughs> and he has multiple. Yeah, he's, I don't know how he does that. <laughs> yeah. He has multiple shows. I yeah, mean, it's he amazing what he, I mean, but he, he do so much. The teacher said he'll never amount to anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. another yeah. one Some of these things. He's trying to discourage. Yeah. yeah. But I think sometimes you have to do the opposite. If someone tells you you yeah. can't, then you got to say, well, you know, I'm going to prove them wrong. Yeah. yeah. Persistence. Yes. Well, that happens. Persistence. <laughs> So when dealing with failure and challenges, don't quit. Stay focused on God. Uh, we savor those moments when we, we, when we come out on top in all kinds of situations. We rejoice when God works on our behalf and we gain victory in some area of life. But if we're not careful, those victories can feel short-lived. Our enemies and those things that seek to pull us down often come back. King Asa knew this well. Uh, he had started removing those things that pulled his people away from God. But he needed to continue the work to help his people to stay focused on God. And we're going to look in our study today and see how he was able to stay focused. So what is the point? Persistent, Persistent problems, problems call for courage. courage. Right. Persistent problems. Problems that are always giving you problems. Yeah. Calls for courage. courage. And we have those problems that never quit. Yes. They keep going. Yes. They have them right about yeah. Father, um, help us to listen for your guidance and uh, be able to faithfully follow you as we go through this lesson today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Okay, let's look at the first, uh, well, before we look at the first passage we have, uh, which is uh, 2 Chronicles 15, 1 to 7, let me give you the setting. King Asa of Judah and his army had defeated Zerah and the invaders of Cush. Like any victor in a major war, the people of Judah probably felt invincible, but their victory was won by the intervention of their god, Yahweh. A real danger and country faced was the people would forget the fact that forget that fact and relapse into spiritual syncretism. Yahweh, however, sent a messenger to remind the king and the people to be faithful. And we're gonna see who that messenger is. Let's look at the first one. Who wanna take the first one? The Spirit of God came on Zara, son of Obed. So he went out to meet Asa. Azaria. 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 Y'all get the point, right? So he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Asa and all Judah and Benjamin, hear me. The Lord is with you when you are with me, when you are with him. 
If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you abandon him, he will abandon you. For many years, Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without instruction. But when they turned to the Lord God of Israel in their distress and saw him, he was found by them. In those times, there was no peace for those who went about their daily activities, because the residents of the lands had many conflicts. Nation was crushed by nation and city by city, for God troubled them with every possible distress. But as for you, be strong, don't give up, for your work has a reward. When we complete a major project, it feels good to stop and take a breather. Perhaps that's what King Asa did after the war in 2 Chronicles 14. In fact, many years may have passed between the war and Azariah's arrival with a message from God. But then again, Azariah may have gone out to meet Asa right as he returned from battle. We just don't know. What we do know is what Azariah said, and that message was clear. Asa and the people were to continue to seek after the one true God. Azariah reminded them that the Lord was with them as long as they continued to walk in his ways. Azariah gave them a history lesson, reminding them that for many years Israel was away from the presence of the Lord or any word from him. He most likely was referring to the time of the judges when lawlessness and, faithful and faithlessness was a way of life for the Israelites. The people had no one to teach God's law to them and no priest to uphold the ways of God before them. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out the correlation between the lack of instruction and understanding of God's word and lawless behavior. When people fail to listen to God, he will allow them to live with the results and consequences of their decisions. As a result, the people could not find peace anywhere. Azariah's historical account included a, included a call for them not to make the same mistake. They would avoid this grave error if they continued in their quest to find the Lord and live for him. Asa had many progress, but he and the people still had much work to be done. They needed to remain steadfast in their pursuit of following God. The people of Judah had carried off much plunder from their battle against the Cushites, 14, 13-14, but far more rewards awaited them in the future. Those rewards were, condition, were conditional though. Ace and the people would have to remain courageous, steadfast in their fate, and not give up in their pursuit of the living God. Their fate must be resolute. They had no margin for distractions. If they were going to receive God's rewards, Azariah warned, they would have to keep their focus solely on the Lord. Many Christians know how hard it can be to remain strong and stand firm in their faith. For example, Lynn Dale was only 10 years old when her father was arrested for being a pastor in Vietnam. She knew why the authorities had come to their house, so she hid the Bibles in their school backpack, in her school backpack. When questioned, Lynn referred to the Bibles as books for children. A year later, she was able to visit her father in prison, but only through a chain link fence. Finding an opening in the fence, however, she stepped in to harm her father. The authorities didn't stop her, said she was just a little girl. What harm could she do, after all? The harm she did was to smuggle a pen to her father. With that pen, Pastor Dale 
was able to write passages and sermons on nothing more than a cigarette paper. Those tiny bits of paper circulated the prison, leading others to find Christ. Lynn Dale remained strong and active with courage in the face of potential harm to herself and her family. Just as Azaria told the king, your work has a reward. God graces our work with reward too. However, we may not experience an immediate reward. God did not immediately bless Lindale with an obvious reward, but she knew the joy and blessing of courageous obedience. Nothing we do for Christ escapes his attention. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Okay, so um, if we look at verse 1, the verse begins by saying, The Spirit of the Lord came upon Azariah, son of Obed. At the end of World War II, millions of Americans took to the streets to celebrate the Allied victory over Germany and Japan. It is said that an estimated crowd of 2 million revelers flooded Times Square in New York City when President Harry Truman made the announcement of final victory. While vast numbers celebrated in the streets, a multitude of others quietly gathered in their churches to give thanks to God for restoring the blessings of peace. Nearly all Americans had been affected by the terrible war. Thousands of sons, daughters, husbands, wives, and wives had been lost or wounded in some way, shape, or form. After their victory over Zira and the Cushites, the people of Judah also no doubt were joyous. With God's help, they had defeated a massive army that had threatened their very survival. King Asa had eliminated the immediate threat of the pagan cities around his kingdom. But into this exuberance of victory, God sent a special man to speak on his behalf and encourage the people of Judah to remain courageous as they faithfully followed God. So 2 Chronicles 15 details the middle period of Asa's reign, just the middle section of it. It starts with the chronicler Ezra reporting that the Spirit of the Lord came upon Azariah son of Obed. And the Spirit of God literally means the breath of God. There was a difference in how the Holy Spirit manifested himself in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Uh, when we read both Testaments, we see that difference. In the Old Testament, the Spirit was at the creation hovering over the waters. We see that in Genesis 1-2, right? The Spirit of God hovered over the waters. All living things were created and sustained when God sent forth His breath. It's recorded in Psalm 104. Verses 25 to 30. The Spirit is always present at all times and places. We are reminded of that in Psalm 139. Long Psalm, you read it and tells you how the Spirit of God is always present everywhere. Right? The Spirit anointed the judges and kings of Israel for, for His service. Uh, we read of that in the book of Judges and, uh, and also in the book of Samuel. For Samuel, uh, we see how the Spirit of God... Uh, empowered and anointed the judges to do God's bidding. From Jesus and the New Testament scriptures, we know that the Holy Spirit 
is God himself, the third person of the Trinity. Whereas the Spirit in the Old Testament days empowered only selected individuals, he now indwells all believers, every single believer, when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. He helps the believer understand the Bible and gives every Christian power for living in obedience to God each and every single day that God blesses us to be on planet Earth. Amen. And we have a number of references that tell us uh, John 14, Romans 1, Romans 8, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 2, and 4 and 5. Many other passages uh, tell us how the Holy Spirit uh, empowers uh, Christians to do what God wants them to do. One of the Spirit's most important functions in the Old Testament was to inspire certain individuals to speak forth the Word of God. These were the prophets such as Moses and Elijah and Samuel and Isaiah and, and many, many others uh, that we read about. The term translated prophet, Hebrew Navi, designated those special ones who were called to speak for God. And we know from reading the scriptures that if a, a prophet spoke and his prophecy didn't come through, what happened to him? He was a dead man. He was history, right? In this case, uh, we are told that the Spirit of God came on Azariah, son of Obed. The scriptures usually introduce a prophet's message by validating its origin as being from God. And that's how you know specifically that it's coming from God. Sometimes it is stated as in this verse, or in many instances, it is expressed as the word of the Lord came to. The word of the Lord came to. And when we see that phrase, we know uh, that God is using the Spirit. The Spirit of God is coming upon that person. The Spirit of the Lord came to someone. Either way, the text attests to the authenticity of the speaker as authorized, as an authorized representative of God. All right, and that means when you hear that the Spirit of the Lord came to, you pay attention, you listen. Amen? Amen. Okay, notice, uh, the Spirit of, uh, of God came upon him, two things about uh, Azariah, and his name means Yahweh has, has helped. Uh, and it was, it's interesting that when you read of names in the Bible, they are characteristic. Uh, of what a person uh, does. And that's why, you know, when I hear people uh, name their children today, I wonder, where did that come from? How did they come up with that? You know, there are people today who use a, a part of a father's name and a mother's name and make up a name uh, for a child. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes the child can't even pronounce the name until they're probably five years old or in kindergarten or something. Right? <laughs> okay, notice Azariah's uh, message to Asa and the people. Notice he said that uh, the Lord would be present with them uh, when they were living faithfully in a relationship with him. So the Lord says, I'm going to be with you as long as you're obedient to me. You be faithful to God and you got my, I've got your back, is what God is saying to them. And then God takes the initiative to reveal himself to those who seek him. God always takes the initiative. Okay, he never stands back as, uh, 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 in silence. He takes the initiative. And then there was a warning. If the people neglected 
of a sick God, he would do the same to them. What goes around? Comes around. Comes around. Okay, and then the, 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 this assertion uh, is a fundamental theological truth. When people sincerely seek to know God and his ways, he will reach out to them. Uh, the scripture says, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. While he is near. While he is near. And, then, and, uh, and there's a Psalm, uh, Psalm 34, 4, Psalm says, I sought the Lord. Uh, when you seek the Lord, you're definitely going to find him. Okay, God doesn't play hide and seek. Okay, you seek the Lord, he's not going to duck you and dodge to make sure that you're, you're really serious. No, you seek the Lord and you will indeed find him. Question number two. Has following God become easier or more difficult as you have grown older? Easier. Easier, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Why, why do you think that? Maturity, maturity. Maturity, okay. We can draw on past experience. can draw on past experience, okay. Faithfulness. Faithfulness is Brenda? You realize that God is God and you can't. Okay. <laughs> All right. Azariah, Azariah noted the fact that the people lacked spiritual leadership. They were without a teaching priest and instruction in the law. He recognized that and he made provisions for that uh, to happen for them. Two things uh, about the difference in the names of God used in this verse. Yahweh and Elohim. Yahweh, uh, the unique and powerful name of God by which God revealed himself to the Israelites and by which he formed a covenant with them. That's the name that stood behind the covenant uh, that God made uh, with the children of Israel. And Elohim emphasizes the majestic and infinite nature of God, who is Lord over all creation and all history. So when you think about God being the all-powerful one, you think of him as Elohim. Taken together, the words, (coughs) Our Lord designate the uniqueness of Yahweh, the God of Israel, as compared with all the other foreign pagan gods of the other nations, God is unique and stand out above all else. Um, notice uh, uh, what happened when Israel turned to the Lord God in their distress. And this is the meaning of the biblical term repentance. Repentance is a key ingredient for establishing and maintaining a good relationship with God key. You want to maintain a good and lasting and solid and healthy relationship with God? Repentance is the key. Not wishy-washy. Good, solid repentance. And then when people lost, when, when lost people turn from their ungodly ways and put their faith in Jesus as Savior and, and Lord, He forgives their sins and grants them the gift of salvation or eternal life. And so believers should regularly confess those sins that they may be struggling with in order to avoid avoid defeat in the long term. And then also churches sometimes also need to confess their sins. Whole churches. Because sometimes a church can be uh, become stagnant because of unrepentant sins that have taken place. 
and they wonder why God is not blessing our assembly. He's not doing this. What's not what's happening? Uh, church need to come to the re realization that sometimes uh, they need to confess sins as well. Okay. Uh, question number three. Okay, let's look at your homework then. <laughs> okay, page 24, 124. Okay. When you said seek the Lord, the verse is right there. Yeah. Okay, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Isaiah 55, 6. Looking back on your walk with God, how has he revealed himself to you when you were diligent to seek him? Against yeah. all odds. Huh? Against all odds. Okay, any specifics? <laughs> yeah, in a court case. Mm -hmm. Didn't seem nowhere, no how that I would have come out of it victorious. And God was right on time. Okay. All right. What, uh, what is one specific way you can seek the Lord this week? Anybody could think of a specific way you can seek the Lord this week? Some challenge that you're facing, some challenge you're going through, something that you break. Boy, I can't wait for this week to be over so I can breathe. <laughs> prayer and persistence. Persist, prayer and persistence in your okay. walk Anybody have a challenge? Many um, my, my, my secretary, she got selected for jury duty, so um, wow. I'm ready. Um, she was on vacation for two weeks, so I was basically doing my work in hers. Now I'll have to continue. I think jury duty is either three or six months. So I hope, but she's such a nice person. They probably don't want her every day to be on the jury. So anyway, you know, I told her that's your duty, so don't worry about that. I'll continue. Okay. All right. <laughs> but huh? if you get up early, we will come. No, we are, we are warned and uh, to remember that he does not make all the accusations that he does when you're praying. Because God knows, um, God, he knows what we need. Uh -huh. and, and, and if he said it, if we believe his word, you trust it. Mm -hmm. You may believe. It's on time, too. Be careful what you ask God for. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not serious, huh? Okay, let's move quickly. We're almost out of time now. And we got one more to go. Uh, question number three. When has God rewarded you for your persistence in your walk with God? Anybody? Persistence and patience. You had a situation where you where, where God has rewarded you because you were persistent in a particular situation. Anyone can think of anything? Patience. Okay, patience in a particular situation. Okay, next we will see uh, the actions Asa took in response to the message of Azariah. Uh, next passage, uh, 2 Corinthians 15, 8 and 9. Who want to take that one? 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles. Verses. Yeah, that's the back. 
You want me to read it? Okay. Yes. When Asa heard these words of the prophecy of Azariah, son of Odeh, the prophet, he took courage and removed the abhorrent idols from the whole land of Judah and Benjamin and from the cities he had captured in the hill country of Ephraim. He renovated the altar of the Lord that was in front of the portico of the Lord's temple. Then he gathered all Judah and Benjamin, as well as those from the tribes of Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon, who were residing among them, for they had defeated to him, defected to him from Israel in great numbers when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. King Asa didn't need courage to face another war. He needed courage and persistence to finish the reforms he had started before they defeated the Cushites. It is amazing to see what Azariah's words did in the heart of the king. Azariah's words from the Lord were straightforward, reminding Asa and the people that God had been with them in the past and that he would continue to be with them if they sought him with everything they had. Azariah's words sparked a new fire in Asa to move forward in his quest to bring his people and the entire nation back to God and God alone. This reform had two aspects. First, remove what's wrong. With a renewed passion, Asa got rid of all the idols that were an abomination to the Lord. He sought to be thorough, not just removing idols from the nation he ruled, but from the cities he had captured as well. Asa had started well years earlier, but now he needed to finish what he started. A deeper restoration was still needed. It's not clear why Asa did not fully carry out this reform earlier, but it is reasonable to assume he faced opposition. He may have been the king, but kings can still face resistance from their own subjects. No doubt many of the people were fond of their idol worship and rituals. Here we see Asa removing idols again. Asa needed to be persistent in doing right because the people were persistent in following their sinful human nature. And secondly, restore what's right. It's not enough to remove the negative and harmful things from our lives. We must replace them with that which pleases God. Asa not only removed the idols and the altars the people used to worship those idols, he also renovated the altar of the Lord at the temple in Jerusalem. With renovations at the temple complete, King Asa put the altar to use. He gathered the people together for two purposes. One, to make great sacrifices to the Lord. And two, to enter into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their ancestors with all their heart and all their soul. Asa's courage and persistence in doing what was right didn't just benefit him or those in the southern kingdom. Others from the northern kingdom of Israel benefited as well. Because it was so obvious that God was with King Asa, they had defected to him from Israel in great numbers. What a huge witness to the glory of God to have people coming to be with you because they heard God is with you. Asa's renewed passion and determination was blessing, uh, was blessing others and leading them to seek the Lord. We also need to remain steadfast and courageous in doing what is right. When challenges and troubles arise, and they surely will come, we are to respond courageously and in faith, not giving in to them. As we do so, we will know the joy and blessing 
of courageous obedience, and we also will have a positive influence on other people. Here are some things that can help you along the way. One, don't do it alone. Before you even get out of bed in the morning, ask God to walk with you every step of the way. Day, lean on his lordship and the presence of his Holy Spirit in your life. Two, determine ahead of time that no matter what problem or difficult situation you may face that day, you will not be deterred from focusing on your relationship with God and your desire to deepen your relationship with Him. Three, take time to read God's Word. Spending time with God and His Word will bring encouragement and strength and will continue to feed your passion for Him. Choose a passage or two that speak about courage and strength and memorize them. When tough times come, you'll have the tools from His Word to give you the encouragement you need for that moment. Four, look and listen for, for others whom God might use throughout the day to give you a word of encouragement. Five, don't forget to thank those whom God has used to encourage and challenge you. Your words of gratitude could be the encouragement they need in that moment. Move forward with courage and a renewed passion for God. Remember the words of Azariah, but as for you, be strong. Don't give up, for your work has a reward. Second Chronicles 15, 7. Okay. Oh, good. A lot of stuff there to chew on. Okay, notice the two reforms. Remove what's wrong and restore what's right. Key. Question number four. When have you been inspired by someone's courage and obedience to God? Doing mission work. Doing mission work? Okay. You see someone and uh, their courage inspired you to be more obedient. Yes. Somebody like Billy Graham. Billy Graham, okay. Mother Sarai, all right. Okay. Um, uh, okay, our time is gone. So let's look in at uh, how we can flesh it. What's the point again? Persistent problems call for courage. Persistent problems calls for courage all the time. Uh, how do we flesh this out? How do we live it out? Pray. Uh, notice, pray. Ask God to show you what things have become distractions in your life and are keeping you from seeking Him with a deeper passion. Confess those things and resolve to seek God with your whole life. And then memorize. Commit Second Chronicles 15, 7 to memory. But as for you, be strong. Don't give up. For your work is a reward. Let that verse come to mind when problems persist. I had a verse that I used to use, Second uh, Timothy 1, 12. That was my verse. Whenever problems came up, I would go to that verse. And it helped all the time. Uh, so choose a verse. Encourage. Be an Azariah in someone's life. Step in with a word of challenge or encouragement. As they face their problems, walk alongside them and remind them of the presence of Christ in their lives. Nice. So three things we got for our marching orders. Pray, memorize, and encourage. Yeah. Can you do that? Yes. All right. So we need to, 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 to remember to, to act in obedience immediately when God gives specific instructions. Act right away in obedience. 
As we close, Father, thank you for loving us and taking the initiative for us to be in a relationship with you. Help us to be mindful of the guidance and the instruction that you've given us in our lesson today and be able to put them into application when the need arises. We know that you've given us your spirit to remind us of that and we pray, O oh Lord, that we may be attentive to his proddings when that time comes. Bless us with your benediction as we leave this room but not your presence. Continue to get glory for yourself through our obedience, we pray. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Amen.